Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Abby, and welcome to 3 to Beam Up. Today we're going to be in our second season, and we'll be talking about the first episode of the animated series Beyond the Farthest Star. safe to say beyond the farthest star not quite as good as far beyond the stars but <laughs> but still i mean this is a, this is an this is a watchable episode which i think is high praise given <laughs> what we said last time well it's so much like the original series right like yeah without all the extra episode. crap yeah <laughs> right? exactly without any b or c plot and all the like i mean there, there's no room in here for dawdling. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that really helps us out. Yeah, I, I think this feels like a, a t- TOS episode, which I, it is. But mm-hmm. this is like, I think this episode, if we were to place it in TOS, certainly above the median. Like, Yeah, I, I agree. There, yeah, it's I not so. like, it's not particularly problematic, right? Like, It doesn't have like, time to be. Yeah, there's nothing really offensive. <laughs> it's got some real advantages, like the alien ship is beautiful. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was actually um, really nice. And without the um like burden of spacesuits, like that's it's sure. actually better to have those what are those belts called again? I don't know. Le- oh, matter. life support belts. There it is. <laughs> life support matter. belts. Magic that's belts. that's actually a better idea than spacesuits, right? Because it's less cumbersome and, and looks, frankly, a lot better. Yeah, it's um, super like that era of sci-fi in writing of just trying to hand wave away something that would be needed by saying like, eh, it's, it's just, it's essentially magic. It's just like, yeah, it's a belt. <laughs> it encapsulates you and you're fine. It gives you a life field. It's all good. But it's that. Look that, at that yellow line around this animation. Right? I like the yellow line. I like the yellow line. visual marker. I like the yellow line. But it, it's definitely one of these places where that era of sci-fi was, kind of walking that line between hard and soft sci-fi. Yeah. This is definitely much more on that soft sci-fi side of, um, yeah, it's a thing, and now we don't have to worry about this piece of tech. We don't have to worry about a spacesuit. We don't have to worry about what spacesuits became. It's just a yellow line around you, and fine. Which, (laughs) honestly, is a lot cleaner than the TOS a lot of the times, right? Like Sure. And um, Yeah, I'm thinking about some of those spacesuits, especially, is it the movies? Oh, boy. I think it's a TOS movies where they have those really weird spacesuits, but oh, we we gotta still get to that. Yeah, yeah, we still we got a whole year until we get to those. Um, can we just say? Can we talk about the seventies music? Oh my god, yeah! I was laughing because I was like, I don't know that this theme song is an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> what year was it? Was it seventy one, seventy three? I think yeah, that's when mid, it came out. Mid, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, and they re-recorded Shatner in the opening so that he has even more pauses, <laughs> which I, I didn't think was possible. <laughs> it's always possible with Shatner. Well, and furthermore, the the did you guys watch the opening animation? Mm-hmm. Opening cards. Yeah, like I can't believe with like the whole world of animation, like they kept the same like plain opening. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, I will why say, not? right, this is also. There's a lot of examples of this type of animation in the mid to late 70s, early 80s even, 
um, where you could see a lot of the things they were. This was, I mean, I'm not not to say this was cheaply done, but this was done. You could tell that this was done. I don't, I don't even want to say like on a budget, even though it certainly was. <laughs> but it it was done to cut corners. I don't know. I don't even want to. I don't even want to say that. I'm, I'm giving like backhanded compliments. But there's a lot of things you see in this animation, right? Where they have these still shots where only some things move, which they do very cleanly. They do a lot of pan zooms, a lot of pan zooms in this. Um, yeah. That gives you that feel of motion, even though they're not animating anything. Um, so the, the number of frames they had to animate in this is, is really quite low, especially when you consider things like the ship uh, and space shots. So there's a lot of drawings in this, but the amount of animation in you know whatever this was, 25 minutes, it's, it's like they animated maybe half of that, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I read that each episode had a budget of seventy-five thousand. Which um, I guess mid seventies money—that's still a lot of money. Um, yeah, but... and they—they they like uh, I don't know where I read this, but they said that like translated to today's dollars, that like still holds up for like an episode of cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that is probably going to voice talent, given this cast. Yeah, it was one of the more—it so. was one of the most expensive animated series of the time because they kept the voice cast, the original yeah. voice cast. So, which made it like really easy to believe, frankly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good with the voice, keeping the voice cast. I mean, it's why they don't have Chekhov is because they couldn't keep all of the actors. Mm. <laughs> so they cut Chekhov, but... Well, and I think but, I read, James Doohan does a lot of the secondary voices, right? Yes, was, and so oh, does, so does Majel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about James Doohan, the second um, engineer who sounds just like uh, Scott? Oh, uh, Kyle? <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, yeah, Mr. Kyle. <laughs> It with was like mustache. him talking and then Scotty talking. Yeah, and they even looked the same. I was like, couldn't you just even draw a different character? <clears throat> like, Well, Scotty's on the bridge, right? I think that's... Yeah. The, he's um, coming back. He's being transported got it. back. <laughs> yeah, it, so it is one of those places where I think the constraints on a lot of this kind of accidentally help them out. Because if they'd had just a ton of money, um, maybe they would have made these hour-long episodes. Maybe they would have you know, tried to do more, but... <laughs> having the voice talent take up a lot of that that cash probably probably help this out. It, it it it's also a great testament, like you said. This the alien ship looks really cool, um, mm. and, and they couldn't have done that. And it's a great testament to like, yeah, if you had to do that live, there's your seventy five thousand dollar budget. Um, Correct. And if all you have to do is draw it, now you allow the now you allow, allow your your people doing the, the your art department essentially to just do whatever they want and that's that's really cool it's one of the reasons why lower decks is so good i think mm-hmm. um because they could yeah. just draw whatever they want they don't have to worry about practical effects or cgi yeah. effects yeah and furthermore like them transporting over there again if you had to build that set yeah yep. like yep. and then like like all the zoomed in version of the set the inside like there were like four different sets on that alien ship that they yeah just couldn't have done well, and it isn't to say that adding, I was, you know, every time they have a new set, they have to draw a lot more of those backgrounds, but it's a small cost relative to building yeah. a set. Correct, correct. So at the beginning, was anyone else confused that people just kept appearing on the bridge? Uh, I was laughing really hard because it was like, oh, look, there's an alien on the bridge. Oh, wait, no, he's not there anymore. Oh, there he is. And then it was like, Bones was there for no reason. And I'm just like. Okay. 
Wait, and I Scotty's missed, like I missed on continuity the errors? Yeah, no, oh, yeah, there's several. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's fine. There's several. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, there were definitely some times I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> you know, I think that is another one of these places where animating this takes a lot of the burden off it. Like, I, I mean, I just flippantly said, yeah, I don't care about continuity errors. And I think I don't because it's animated. That yeah. it, it adds an air of... I don't even know what, because it almost sort of feels like C Lab, like you know, not the old C Lab, the new C Lab, where like I almost sort of expect some of it to be jokes and punchlines. Um, that that <laughs> if there were continuity errors, I feel like in in this era I would just chalk it up to that. But the thing yeah. is, there weren't any jokes. Like it's really serious. Like this was yeah, not a kid yeah. show at all. Like I mean, I loved it because I love Star Trek. But like for kids, this had to have been so boring, right? Like I don't know. Uh, there's aliens. There's space stuff. The cool ship. Two cool ships. The Enterprise looks maybe. good. Maybe I think if I were watching this as a kid, I would have been like, "What?" No. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. They do keep the yeah. the sort of chatter to a minimum in, in a lot of ways. Like they talk about the star, they talk about like some of that, but it's really short dialogue really quick. But yeah, but again, it's better because like Spock only has to mumbo jumbo like a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think Kirk did mumbo jumbo once because he says mutual override instead of manual override. And I went back and listened to it a few times to make sure. And he definitely says mutual override. Um, and I don't, I doubt. They just did one day. Yeah, I doubt that was scripted, but they kept it. So <laughs> they didn't call him back. Um, and oh I bet, I mean, it, it sort of speaks to, again, they probably didn't want to pay actors to call him back or, you know, spend more time. Yeah, with if them. they didn't catch it the first time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I know we've already kind of said this yet, but the plot is just like so straight up, right? Like the hypergravity dragging the Enterprise towards it and it's Sulu being able to pull him into the orbit. It's just so what you would expect, right? <laughs> it's a clean, it's a pretty clean plot. I mean, it's a yeah. pretty like, it's a, it's a very used plot because I mean, it's an alien entity that tries to take over the Enterprise, but like, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, but it's clean. You don't have any other secondary things going on. So that's kind of nice. And it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good telling of this plot in 25 minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. Trapped on a star, find an old ship. They do use, you know, 300 million years. They, they, oh, <laughs> oh, my God, I knew you were going to say that. They toss out I these seriously numbers. have it right here. They could have been like, it's 3,000 years old, and that's fine. Um, but, yeah, it's fine. There's also some stuff like they get into, they, Kirk says they get into orbit, though, if they wanted to slingshot away, the best chance would be on approach, right? Like they had one shot to yeah, exactly. get out. Just slingshot away, yeah. Um, they also have warp, apparently, so they were kind of never. It's never a problem anyway. They could always just warp out. So. Which they never thought of, it seemed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> guess not. <laughs> um, speaking of the animation, I know we kind of got away from that. Um, I know those facial expressions are a lot of memes right now. <laughs> um, but those facial expressions. <laughs> Well, again, that's... Or lack thereof. In a yeah. lot of scenes, that's the only thing they're animating. And they're only animating one of them at a time, the person talking. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think they... I, I, that is where a lot of the drawing went to. So they were trying to pack as much into the faces as possible. 
because that's what they But there's like no, but my point is there's like none. Well, because a lot of people aren't moving, but the person who's talking, (laughs) they try to pack a lot into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Um, just kept thinking about Scooby-Doo. That's all I could think of the whole time. You're so right. It's just (laughs) Scooby-Doo. I think this is cleaner than Scooby-Doo in a lot of ways. Um, Yeah, yeah, actually, I think you're right. Well, I think the animation is cleaner. I think Scooby-Doo has, the backgrounds are more complex. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Um, so it's just where so they far, put that budget. Yeah. Um, Abby, did you see that computer screen Spock looks at? I did. I thought of you. <laughs> uh, because I was like, oh, look, it's the newest thing that Chelsea will want in her home. <laughs> I want that computer screen. <laughs> Wait, which one? I, for- I forget. He, like, looks at the screen and it's ridiculous. Okay, I'll, like, I'll look I don't it know up. what. Yeah, look, look at what he looks at. It's like complete mumbo jumbo on that computer screen and i was like i want a poster of that no i just i want a printout to put over my monitor (laughs) you just need it as a screensaver yeah right there you go i think it was another one of these places where every time they're showing a computer like especially in the alien ship it had like a panel it had disco floor of lights that were like (laughs) i love Um, the disco lights and it was i can have that it's just like four frames right it's one set of colors one set of colors (laughs) one set of colors repeat um it's like from an animation standpoint, like it looks good. It honestly, it looks a lot like things in live Star Trek of the time. It does, yeah. But that that costs you four frames of animation, probably. Um, so again, I, I think they do a lot of smart animation like that that makes it seem like things are happening without having to spend frames. So. Yeah. Yeah, I did. There were a few things that were definitely like because of the shorter timeline that it was just like, I can do this thing because I can do this thing. Because they're like when Spock is translating the alien message, he was just like, I may be able to get a translation. I'm like, how? How How are you able to get Well, and if they had established the universal translation, if they had 45 minutes, he'd probably spend five minutes doing it, but he doesn't. So he's just like, I may be able to do it. Cool, and then he I does that. <laughs> and I was just, yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, if this were, I'm like, what is he? There's no time to dwell happening. on it. Like, I know, which is fine. And honestly, in a lot of ways, the more economical storytelling really works. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also just kind of like, there are a few things where I'm just like, okay, but, but how is this actually happening? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's animated. Don't worry about it. But, I mean, there's a ton of things like that. So, like, what in that same scene, Abby, what, like, stops the communicators and the phasers from working? Is it the yeah. green entity? No, it's, yeah. it, it's, why, it's why the magnetic field. It? It's the magnetic field in, that's keeping uh, them safe in there. Yeah. That one I got. That one I oh, understood. That one I didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. That I, however, they had just phasered into the room, and I'm like, how did that not ruin everything? Yeah. Yeah, why did shooting the phaser work at the door? <laughs> well, because uh, they weren't inside yeah. the like magnetic magnetic field. Like that that is fine. I get that. That's okay. It's That's just fair. like once you phasered into the room, how mm. did it close back? Yeah. How did you ruin the control panel? But Space okay. Space magic. Space magic. Space magic. Um, <laughs> I did love purple blob alien. Purple oh, like insect blob alien? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought you were talking about green blob alien. <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, that's why yeah, I was confused. Green I was like, yeah, wasn't yeah. he green? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, purple blob alien talking on this. Uh, he was also, I had to look up the transcript. Purple blob alien 
was very difficult to understand. I yes, I I had I had that as well because I was like, I'm getting old. I did not understand half of that. <laughs> I think part. I mean, the first half was meant to be more muddled, right? And then at the end, they yeah. clear it up, and it's a lot more understandable. But I think part of that is intentional. But yeah, probably. Um, green. I also. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say Spock and Bones fight in that scene, and I like it. <laughs> I like that they didn't get rid of that. <laughs> Green Blob Alien uh, reminds me a lot, and Abby, see if you have this note, but it reminds me a lot of a Dalek. Oh, I didn't have that note, but now that you say that, yeah, because it's the obey, 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 obey me, and at one point it actually does say exterminate. Does it say um, <laughs> I missed that. Because I, I have a note. This reminds me of a lot of the, a Dalek with obey me, obey me. And then <laughs> at one point it does say exterminate. And I was like, okay, fine. Fine. It's <laughs> just a Dalek. It's just a Dalek. Wait, if green gas thing could travel through space, which it does when it goes from the Enterprise back to the dead star, uh, why did it need to be transported so- on the ship? I think the Is argument would happens? be that it doesn't it doesn't have any way to propel itself through space. It can live in space, but so by exiting the Enterprise, the Enterprise is in a gravity well. Um, okay, so it's the inertia. Well, it's the gravity well of the what are we calling the it? Star. The dead star. Um, yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> what did they call this? Actually, that's a good question. I wonder if I mean this. I is, think they called it a dead star. Interesting. Um, so in any case, yeah, it's falling into this gravity well of the star. Is I think the read of it. Okay, but it had to be transported onto a ship. So how did it get on the fir- the purple ship? The purple ship was trying to take it somewhere, right? To I think it will possess them, and they destroyed themselves to destroy it. But how did it get on the purple ship? I don't know. You know, it's like it went to a space dock that had it or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not important. It somehow got on that ship three hundred million years ago. Um, <laughs> Which means it lives forever. It's also or yeah. basically immortal. Yeah. And I mean, it's that's also... so lonely. Yeah, I mean, that's the read at the end, right? Is like, oh no, now it's trapped here forever well, again. I love that. That seemed very... I don't know. Did DC Fantana write this one? No. no. Um, the, Samuel Peoples. Yep. Okay. Well, it's very devil in the dark. Right, like you to to like to have an episode and have like the um the alien be a tool essentially be like har- harmful and then be like like feel really bad for it. Yeah, you know, like that's really devastating. It is. <laughs> like, a it's thing. really like, sad. Yeah, yeah. And it's really dark and heavy for a kids show. Yeah, I think it would be missed if I was a kid, but. Um. <laughs> I, I, think, I don't know. I think if I was like 10, like in middle school, I would have been sad. I think it's an interesting read, too, of the difference. Like, if this was written today, this would be some sort of AI, right? And yeah. here it's some sort of space cloud. Um, <laughs> but it would still be able to be bluffed out of the Enterprise by Kirk, sure. which is all that's important. Sure. Oh, my God. Of course, he's and he's like, it's yet another mechanism for destroying the ship. Sure. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any other I don't have any other notes. I mean, I think this is a pretty pretty good episode, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. That's... From a TOS standpoint, like Abby, did you learn anything from uh Memory Alpha? 
Um, I mean, not that much. I already talked about like the cost of uh, episodes, how it was so high. Um, Samuel Peoples was also the, the writer who did Where No Man Has Gone Before. Yeah, so yeah. he just writes like oh, first episodes cool. of Trek series, I guess. Cool. So. I hope he does Next Generation too. Yeah, did I read it? Um, <laughs> was it Fontana that approached him to write this one? I think, uh, I think it that. was a combination of Fontana and Roddenberry. They both were like, hey, you wrote the first episode of Trek. Could you write the first episode of the animated series? Yeah. I think it's That's so. really cute, actually. I mean, frankly, in terms of comparing it to like where, where No Man Has Gone Before, right? Is the. Yeah. Um, I think they're very comparable um, in yeah. quality, I guess, is what I think. Yeah. So. It's a pretty solid episode. It's a good start to a series. Like yeah, watching yeah. this one, I want to watch more. And um, I've I've watched other episodes of TIS, where I'm not sure I would have wanted to watch more. So <laughs> this is not a bad one to start with. Yeah. Should we wrap up with messages? I mean, I, I, I'm not sure there are any, but <laughs> you always say that. But there's always messages. Well, I think there's always messages we could apply to it. Uh, it's like a straightforward message for kids. I think we're probably, I, d- I don't know, but I think we're going to probably see a lot of these where like, um, like a moral, basically. I think the morals probably, uh, like, um, hostility won't get you anywhere. Uh, like the right thing to do is to ask for help, not hmm. to like, take help. I would have said, I thought, I thought the place where you were going is essentially don't, don't go into weird places. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we could probably read that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we have the devil in the dark theme. Uh, it comes up a lot in TOS. Uh, we're more similar than different to like aliens and by extension to one another. So in this case, like, um, the aliens motivated by like fear and loneliness. And so we're not really that different. Yeah. And so. I think the last one, um, the power of loneliness and the importance of non-isolation, uh, which again, I think is a really dark theme for yeah, like a sure. children show. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's why, I mean, yeah, maybe that's why I'd say, yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, with no B-plot, there can only be messages in like this straightforward Which is better anyway. Kind of A-plot. <laughs> it's just better. <laughs> oh, man. Is it time for bingo? Bingo time? I mean, since we don't have any antagonists to compare yet, then sure. Yeah, I mean, this one just so, goes on the list. What do we want to call oh, it? Yeah. Green, green space right. mist. Sure. Yeah, sp- green cloud. Yeah. Sierra green mist. mist. Yeah. Sierra <laughs> mist. <laughs> well, right, and so, what are, are our categories still the same? No, well, I mean, we'll, okay. we'll start a new list. I will see how it goes. I guess with. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. All right, so here's how Bingo is going to work, I think, from for the animated series. Because because the episodes are much shorter, because there's no B-plots, because of a lot of things. What I'm going to do is I'm going to keep the cliche list, but I'm going to basically call it a win if we get five in an episode. Hmm, okay, I like it. Um, I like it too. Because it's just... Yeah. Th- otherwise, I think it's going to be too difficult, and it's just did we, it's not going to... Did we take off any, like, check off? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Chekhov off because obviously, but I'm basically just at this point, the cliches are burned into my brain. So I don't actually need to look at the list. (laughs) And I just kind of, when they come up, I go, oh, cliche. And I write them down. So, (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, so did we get five well, this time, you guys? Weapons communicators don't yeah, work. Yeah, don't work. Um, They're not trapped on a planet. Um, uh, does Spock say fascinating? Maybe. I don't, or interesting. I don't think there's a captain's log even, are there? Mm, there might be at the very end. Um, oh, Sulu sets... Oh, wait, does Sulu set a course or just the orbit? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'd say getting five. I think we might have gotten there. Uh, I'd say that I'd say the four <laughs> plus or minus one is probably where I'd land. So five's a pretty good threshold. Yeah, I don't I'm think curious. we got it, just, it, but I think we were close. Yeah, yeah. we got four. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spock does not say fascinating or illogical. Mm, at any point. Um, but there are two captain logs at the beginning and the end. Oh. Uh, the bridge shakes real early. Oh, the bridge shakes. shakes yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. and then. And then the communicators don't work and the weapons don't work. Yeah. No, Nurse Chapel's there. We got five. Oh, I guess Nurse Chapel is there, like, for five seconds. Yeah. Like, she doesn't there. speak or do anything. But we <laughs> saw her. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I don't remember she's Nurse not, Chapel being there, but... She's there. She I saw is her. in the background for literally, like, two seconds. It, I don't <laughs> know that I want to count that. If she's not, like... Has oh a no! Line or the, is, the, the, like, the thing on the bingo sheet is Nurse Chapel is there, right? No, it's Nurse Chapel appears. Is the oh, bingo and she sheet. appears. <laughs> well, maybe it's changing. It. Maybe Abby is changing it on the fly to Nurse Chapel speaks. Well, we, uh, we need, this is why we need a set like bingo. I'm telling you. But if if it's Nurse Chapel appears, then I think we got bingo. You know, I just want to get bingo every. Time. I know you just want to get bingo. We I, might have to change yeah. the threshold. I don't know. Maybe to seven I don't know. or eight or ten. <laughs> not 10 no, no we'll but like it. yeah but yeah I, I'm gonna keep this because it's just a like pass by for her I don't want to count it it's just not quite the spirit of it I don't think I so um but yeah so we were close for the first time I mean but, here's the trick you know. Nurse Chapel was not credited yeah yeah Anyway, all right. So, shall we see What's what we're doing episode? next time? Next time with the animated series. Ooh, look at the top hat; it's a real one. <laughs> we're back to this. Now I have to open it. See, here's the problem. I did it on Post-it notes this time, so now Uh-oh. it's harder to open them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still in season one. There is um, only season one. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically there are two. Uh, in, oh, like, technically, but it, they only count it because like the, the year changes. So like, oh, uh, I see. So it's episode three. One of our planets is missing. The what? crew of the Enterprise <laughs> must stop a living planet-consuming cloud before it attacks an inhabited world. And I'm like, didn't we just do this? <laughs> one of our planets is missing is like hopefully the most on-the-nose title that they've had so far in <laughs> You're probably correct. So, oh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see another entity, a uh, cloud entity, attacking worlds, I guess. <laughs> because I guess that's how this works. So, don't forget, dear listeners, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 3dbeamup, at beam3. You can find us. We're there. We hang out. Say hi. You can email us, info at 3dbeamup.com. Uh, And we will be back next time with One of Our Planets is Missing.